to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Gay jokes. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. Our movie this week is The Truman Show, the 1998 Peter Weir dramedy, as Wikipedia calls it. I hate that term. Yeah. Dramedy. Anyway, go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry, press play, press pause when uh, the Paramount logo fades to black. If you hit, what's his name? Peter Weir. No, Peter Weir. Fucking Ed, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. We did a whole thing and fucked it up. All right, anyway. There was a gay joke and I don't we were, know. We were, t- we were obsessing over Stephen's homosexual cup over here. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Ed Harris, you have gone too far. And in a second, I will say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play. You press play there. Watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie, my friend Brian William Benefter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hi, hi. And Steve Hatless Reedy. Hello. Last time you had a hat. That's right. Nice and enough. they and they knew I'm, that. I'm one for one. <laughs> they would have well, heard they did, that. did because we mentioned it. Ah. The, uh, yeah. the Truman Show I think. is another one of those clever, mind-bendy, Jim Carrey plays a series role type movies. I don't, I, I don't know why, but we've been seeing a lot of those lately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, this movie is cool. If by I, lately, I, you mean 12 years ago? Well, this is well I think he means it? uploaded to the Down in Front server. Uh-huh. Yes. This, uh-huh. uh, this movie, I... I, I, I like it every time I see it, but I've only seen it probably twice, maybe once around with the time it came out and then once a few years ago. Uh, and I look forward to watching it again because I remember the structure of it, but I don't remember, you know, it, I, I wasn't at the point I am now where I could look at a movie and go, this is working or this isn't working. And I, uh, I hope it does work because I liked this movie a lot when I saw it. Brian? Yeah, I love this movie. I love it. I love it dearly. I love uh, Jim Carrey and when he does movies like these, um, like this and Eternal Sunshine and uh, Man on the Moon. Uh, I love this movie. It's a great example of here's we'll take one science fiction magic bean, and we won't, it's not going to necessarily be a science fiction film, but here's a science fiction magic bean, and we're just going to run with the situation it creates and deal with uh, deal with pretty big ideas, but at the same time also deal with real human emotions and relationships at the same time. Sweet. And it, it balances the ideas and the uh, relationships very well, I think. And it's got Gene Kranz in control of everything again. And Ed Harris is the most badass person ever in existence. Not Harrison Ford. Who would win in a fight? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna have to go to Ed Harris. Wow, wow! I, I would have gone the other way on that one. I well, yeah. Harrison is getting older. Yeah. Well, Ed Harris is getting younger. Dorkman, how do you feel? <laughs> um, <laughs> well played. Um, I I love this movie too. I, I mean, one thing to to um, keep in mind in terms of the context is this was '98. This was the first time we'd seen. Uh, you know, th- this was the first time we'd seen Jim Carrey do a role where he didn't stick his hands in his ass and use it as a puppet. You know, um, <laughs> he does that in this too, doesn't he? I which don't which came so, first, no. this or Man on the Moon? Do you remember? Oh, this, uh, this one, this one, yeah, okay. big time. This uh, Man on the Moon is two thousand three or something. I think it's, it's okay. later, but um, so this was the first time that it was like Jim Carrey doing not like coked out and crazy. Like, I will deign to see that. Yeah, thing. sure. And then it's like, holy shit, he acted, and that and it totally worked, and I bought it. So nothing caught fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> So um yeah I mean I I think it's uh I think it's a f- fantastic movie it's definite it's a kind of movie that everyone's like oh I've thought that about my own life before you know <laughs> you heard that from everyone oh, yeah. I I I had to so um a bunch of people were like they stole my idea I'm like no they they don't even no. know you well I guess <laughs> if they were all following you and your life was a TV show I guess they would but anyway we're going too far down that rabbit hole, but um, <laughs> I do, I do enjoy this movie. Moving on, what, cool. if, what if Truman were a Hollywood producer? <gasps> Whoa! I just had an idea for a sequel. No, let's not. Steve, how do you feel about the Truman Show? Uh, I, I love it. I, I love the little bits of Philip Glass music. I love the story. 
uh, yeah, the, the the subtle. There's a lot of subtleties. The drama's never smashing you over the head. No, but I think it's very effective. One of the most effective dramas, in my opinion. And I think it's very interesting. This came out literally what like six months before reality TV became this gigantic trend on television. And now it's over a decade later, and I think maybe that's starting to fade out. We could get into that in like what happened to writing on television and how now we have good writing. But I think it's a backlash from the reality TV epidemic that hit us directly after this. So this was ahead of its time. Wasn't there another movie called Ed TV that was a lot like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Like but that was a, that later. was like a broad comedy. Though, it right? was it was a broad comedy, and and he was aware of what was going on. He signed uh, up for it, and that was the deep impact to this Armageddon. Yeah. But this is Armageddon. I, I, no, Ed, I, I would say this is deep impact. Yeah, Ed, to Ed, Ed TV was definitely Ed TV was straight up what reality TV became. Right. Um, whereas this is more the, as you say, almost the sci-fi, um, Big Brother version yeah. of, um, of not Big Brother, but I will, I guess, meant to an extent. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so that being said, you have your mouse remote ready. Here we go. At the point where the Paramount logo faded to black, you are paused. But now, three, two, one, unpause. What was that documentary he about the guy who uh, who he was a like an internet startup guy and he put a bunch of people in a giant hamster cage and just filmed them for like a month and they had to eat and like sleep there and uh, um, we live in public we live in public there was also that was that would have been around this same period of time that was a couple of years later because that was with the millennium but, yeah. oh you're right you're right you're right part good, of that good was point. the millennium uh, wow he's getting old too man <laughs> yeah. very often I hear right before our eyes but his hair <laughs> his hair is getting gray but his skin is getting younger. Anyway, sorry. Wow, look how young he is now. Yeah, look at him. Uh, no, usually it's like a cop-out to start a movie with like the TV recap. I know like Zoolander did that or Get Him to the Greek did that. It's like, okay, that you guys could have more clever ways to do this. But this, it's so perfect. Well, you, you, I, I, you almost need to since yeah. it's about a TV show. With science fiction, I, I give it... I always try to give it a little more leeway because the situations are usually so much more outlandish and complicated that you kind of need either just titles or somebody saying this is what it is abc now let's go how did you guys come to find this movie did you see it in theaters oh yeah yes yeah yeah i, I remember there's one shot we'll get to it at the end but this is before cg really so like the paramount logo you notice how analog and i know this is we're watching standard def but like the it'd be interesting to see the effects in this because i remember in the trailer there was a cg sun mm-hmm and I remember that was a big deal at the time. A sun oh, yeah. rising there's, over the there's, ocean. Um, we'll, we'll get to it and I'll point it out. There was a, a, a good deal of um, uh, set extension. A lot of a lot of his little town, whatever it's called. They haven't they haven't named it yet. I forget what it's called. But a lot of it, th- this was the, the pioneering of they just built the first floor of most buildings and then extended the rest digitally. And this is Mick G's acting debut. You know, it's interesting, the font they're using for the titles here, it's very spacey. It's very cool. I like that font. I'm a fan of it. And it's got a, you can tell because the, the midline is straight in the center, that it's supposed to be even and placid as a font. Ooh. You can read a lot into fonts, i found. It, it's scary. You don't piss off a font uh, fanatic. No, you won't. No, no. Oh, yeah. There's a whole thing that happened. We're doing the LCC this year, and the guy that made the singer made it Arial. I'm just like, not Arial! I, I, I made an offhand comment. Not, I didn't want to get into what serifs were. I just said they were the little things at the ends of letters, and someone like fucking went ape shit on me on Twitter. I'm like, okay, look, the someone, rape, the rape that ensued yeah, lasted twelve I'm like, minutes. 
I was just trying to say on the fountain they have a serif font for their their subtitles. I wasn't didn't want to get into well in fucking Roman times. It's like what are serifs? The things <laughs> and they don't normally have those. I remember that line, and if I don't see a good afternoon, good evening, good night. Yeah. But I've always it it was until just now that I realized what he's saying. I always thought he was saying, and if I don't if I can't see you, good afternoon. Like he was being, yeah. he was being like meta funny, and I was like he would never say that unless he knew he was on a TV show. Uh huh. This, but he's not saying that. He said, in case I don't yeah. see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Which is adorable. That's pretty nuts. It's great when random, scary uh, ongoings like this just set the story in the motion. Yeah, and it starts right away, too. And if he was Christian Bale, he would have been pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of his shot. I just know those are cameras all over that post. Those yeah. designer yeah. things, and that trash can had a camera on it earlier. I guess if That you- would be really hot. It's been on for like 30 years, dude. You know what I <laughs> Well, no, it's morning, and it would have been turned off. No. Serious, as in, like, the, what, what is the root of the word serious? Well, it's dog, but it's the dog star. Do um, they address the uh, the ethical problems with doing this in the movie? Oh, oh yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> because <laughs> I, this is I was afraid they would gloss over that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I thought maybe they, they wouldn't have occurred Because that to seems like an opportunity <laughs> for good dramedy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Like like all of these buildings are um, CG extensions. They're only the first floor, and then the rest is extended digitally. Right, and then really? I guess those, the, those the, look pretty yeah. good. The suburbs, um, they actually found this is one that really. Waters? It probably is. Whoa! Oh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I'm sorry. Steve, they, go they have a very dollhouse esque uh, city in real life that's really really strict to get into and. Uh, the homeowner rules are like extremely, extremely like Nazi esque, a- and and they filmed it here, and they had to fight this huge battle to be able to film, like, say where he lives. Wait, what do you mean? This isn't they a celebration, had- is it? The Disney community in Florida? No, no, no. I think else? it's like you're talking about like a pre-built community. Yeah, it exists. It's on the special features on like the most recent. He's talking TV. about like the village, but weirder. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's very clean and organized and geometric, and everything looks yeah. like a terrible pastel dollhouse. That would freak me out, man. Uh, I, I remember going back to my parents' house, and there were little kids running around playing. Like they were all just like playing together. Like all the kids in the neighborhood were running around in a little sandlot gang, and it weirded me out because I was like, no one's childhood is like that. Right. Oh, these kids are clearly fake. It's like the Edward Scissorhands neighborhood made right. into a yeah. city that actually exists. Mm-hmm. That would be terrifying, man. <laughs> and, and they didn't want tourists to come to the town and stuff. Well, I'm like sure that. they didn't because they didn't want people to think they were weird. Right. Yeah. So you know it's interesting. District Nine sort of had the opening where it's also like the documentary reality TV sort of thing, and then it sort of before you notice it, it's like easing you and it like intercuts slowly into like now you're watching movie mode as opposed to like reality TV mode. But this, but most of this, not all of it. I, I I've heard people try to kind of claim that it's this is all from like the hidden cameras, the way people would see it, but it's clearly not, not all of it. No, um, like this this shot right here wouldn't work. That way, the, these intercuts. But unless he's um, walking around tripods with cam. cameras on them yeah. all the time, yeah, I'm, that's that's just been. But it is definitely it you know little ones like this are definitely designed to be like there's a fucking camera in his shoe or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah, it's more the idea. Cameras everywhere. Yeah, so, it's weird how the exact same movie, depending on when it comes out, could either be a comedy or a satire, just like a straight, you know, lampoonery or a satire. If this came out right now, it would be a joke on the audience. Well, it'd be a joke on it, it, yeah, it'd be a satire on on reality culture, and reality it, TV and, culture, which didn't really. Right. As you I'm sure out, at the time it was, right. it was just this. Well, that's a funny idea, but people would never do that. Yeah. Well, really, really great works of art are, are prescient. They they tell you about a future that hasn't happened yet, but does come to pass. Well, I mean, Minority Report is is slowly coming true very fast, at least with the touch screen. 
business that that's the first thing everyone thinks of they don't think of like the future predicting um plant people yeah yeah although gadaga let's give that like 25 years and it'll be like wow that movie they they figured out life hacking we are if we i i seriously doubt we're gonna have the flying cars by 2015 but we're getting close on everything else from back to the future too <laughs> i'm looking forward to it those are cool pencil holders we should talk about the movie <laughs> a lot of wide angles well, oh, this, okay. This uh, is a wide I, I angle, would, but the reverse. But I is. would say, I would say that's part of what we were talking that's about. The, if like you're fish eye, yeah. Effect. If you're gonna, if you're gonna yeah. have, you know, hidden cameras, you want them to be a fish eye because you can't yeah. get in there and move them around. Oh, all right. Oh, isn't that like, interesting? Look, things get in the yeah. way sometimes. It was that was deliberate? Imagine mm-hmm. just was it? like maybe live TV directing, or did your TV just actually? I think our out? TV just crapped out for a second there, but we're okay now. Oh, it was just like, and nobody else experienced it. Right. In joke, I guess. So, uh, culture. <laughs> there we go. The vignette and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 iris. I, I like the yeah. dropping the the phobia of water is. Uh huh. Super super good, you know. Super good character stuff going on. There's it, always a so I like how they love they love to just freak him out. They're like, "Are you just going one way or coming back?" I'm like, "I'm coming back." What? I just <laughs> like how all these little guys that would be bit parts in the show are always smiling when he comes up to them. It's like, yes, uh-huh. I'm fucking on the show. <laughs> This guy's watching. He's still staring at him. What's he going to oh, do? Oh, no, what's he going to do? Maybe I'll get discovered now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, at, at the time... This uh, is on that guy's demo reel? Yeah. <laughs> Steve? So, Jim Carrey, uh, Mr. In Living Color, th- this is... this is At the time, this was insane to see him like this, because yeah. he was Mr. Ace Ventura in The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, and maybe one or two others. I was more uh, the, the sequel uh, to Ace Ventura, but otherwise, yeah. Just, the, I mean, every for those who just might totally not, manic, yeah. For those of you twenty-year-olds who were like not allowed to see those movies because you were five when Ace Ventura came out, um, Jim Carrey was once upon a time the funniest and crudest dude on the planet, and he was mega successful for his really. God, Ace Ventura must be such a bad movie now. I've been wanting to see it again. I actually I watched like it recently. It's probably going to be pretty st- funny. It made me laugh. It's still good. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know if it's good, but it made me laugh. Right. Well, isn't that like there? I like when he's fucking around with the guy who's in the chair in the little uh, tiki hut, and every time he stands up, he has to stand up and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's comedy. It works. Right. So then, to the, the see him pull out um, subtlety. I mean, he kind of has his Jim Carrey moments when he starts going crazy later. But like, it's one of those things where comedy comes from the funniest people have the most fucked up childhoods. It seems like, and he had a pretty fucked up childhood, and this is where he's really showing off. Um, you know, dipping into that too. Supposedly, he studied at Playhouse West for a while. I don't know if that's actually the case, but what's Playhouse West? Uh, acting school I go to across the street because he worked with uh, Jeff Goldblum, who co-founded the school on Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, and at that time he was he was the big comedy guy, and apparently, according to yada the story, yada yada, Kevin Bacon. Anyway, <laughs> uh, according to the story, <laughs> he was talking to Jeff Goldblum on the second, and even back, as far back then, he was going, "I don't just want to do the funny fart guy thing forever. I want to be a serious actual actor." And so. I wish he did. So let's see the serious roles he's done uh, since then. Majestic, Majestic, Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Majestic Eternal was Sunshine. the first, right? Was his first real foray? No, no, this. I think it was this. this. It was this. Was it this? The Majestic, Majestic was yeah, Majestic later. was right after this. Okay. Majestic was whoa. Okay, Jim Carrey. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stick your hand in your ass. Get again, back please. in the box. Yeah. It was Majestic Darabont. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Darabont long, long before he would become to be beloved. Well, no, that was after Shawshank. Shawshank. No, no, but no one saw Shawshank. It was like Shawshank that, was that, a slow burn. What's that Shawshank movie on TNT that I keep seeing? It's all, <laughs> the last half hour is always awesome. Like that and American Psycho, I didn't see the first half hour of mm. for like three years. Now they're both 
among my favorite movies. I like curious well, that they've they've done a thing a couple times, and I think they actually stop, which is the wise thing. But they've they've done the gag where they're they're inserting ads into his life, um, and I I think they could keep doing that, but I think they stop now, and they only do it one more time once he's started freaking out. And and he he realizes that what she's doing is strange. His wife. Now I don't know if he would though, because if he if he grew up in this world where people are always talking about how wonderful the nail clippers are, yeah, he might just think that's how people like that's our kind of conversation, right? Because he wouldn't really have philosophical problems, right? Because everyone, I mean, maybe he would. I guess they've been adding drama to his relationships and shit like that his whole life, right? But he he wouldn't be the kind of guy to have these deep thoughts that require substance. He's just like, yeah, those nail clippers are really good. Thanks. Mm. It'd be really funny if someone was like, I love this beer. Try it. He's like. Yeah. This is the worst beer I've ever... Hmm. Cut to flowers. Exactly. That giant-ass moon. <laughs> how would they do I love that? how you can see how close the horizon is. Like, you, you get the feeling of... Again, thinking there that, you know, if you grew up in this entire world... You wouldn't know that there was anything wrong with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we finished each other's sentences. That was beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> it was fucking so emotional. Now, now, right now, uh, Ed Harris, TV director, is... is Cutting into flashbacks, or are we hearing just as the audience seeing Jim Carrey's flashbacks? I think that's in the. I don't think that's in universe. I'm. I, I'm going to say he's going with. He's cutting flashbacks. So so we're so he's actually. Actually, that's a little bit more. He's fun. actually what? presuming what Truman is thinking about right now, but just I like mean, re- real reality TV. Yeah, to to remind you of what you know what he's thinking about, and what's going through his head. And well, the question is is because some of these shots, but not all of them, are have the iris effect. Right. So presumably, we're watching the actual footage. Right. Well, other, I mean, I would always be concerned if I was the guy doing the live reality edit. What if he kills himself during the flashback? And then, then, it's, it's, like, then it's the bridge. As Eddie Izzard says, yeah. <laughs> as Eddie Izzard says, I was watching that. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd, they'd find a way to sort it out. I mean, someone is always right there to prevent him from... Oh, come on. That's, that's not... Right. Uh, yeah, that's giving it away That a takes me bit. out a little bit, I gotta admit. We're, 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 I, we're talking about the, like, the rain shower immediately on him on the beach. Yeah. See this? This is bullshit. Why? Because he starts questioning it right now. It's broken, but you know, in much more subtle capacities. Everyone's had these things, you know, like when you're in a hurry and your computer breaks and your car breaks, and then like there's right. a traffic jam at three in the morning and you have to get here by like oh, three it's broken. o'clies. Okay, good. Yeah, it was yeah. the water spout. It wasn't supposed to be doing that. No, th- this is him. He's realizing. He's finally, you know, Something's getting it wrong. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought the movies were trying to play off that that was what rain was in this universe. No, was Watch that this. it was the Eeyore thing? Watch this. We're, I'm going to say something all smart. It's like the allegory of the cave, but he's discovering yeah. there's something out there. Okay, I'm done. I'm, no more I'm, smart now. I'm done sounding like a douche. Okay, here we go. Every time you sound like a douche, I just feel like an idiot. <laughs> what? I, I don't. Well, no, the what? whole the whole fountain comment here is just like, man, Steve is talking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really sleep last night, so I'm going to be a lot more low key today. But you've got, <laughs> but you've got your you've got your man full of coffee. I, okay, yeah. Since Let's you mentioned the homosexual that. cup, Let's explain this. I just went to Seven Eleven to get like my fifth dose of super caffeine today. It's not working. Who is this wrestler? I don't know. Who is this? Hold there's, on. It's there's so, a there's naked a dude on, on my shirt. He's it's got dog it? tags. If that means John, uh, is that John Sienna? That or, maybe I don't know. What the, it doesn't say. In any, in any case, there's he's got a coffee cup with this weird illustration of a shirtless man the size of the cup it's a large cup and he's like his fingers are out giving that a-ok finger pinching thing but it looks like he's trying to like pinch your nipples or something like that and and it's all flashy and there's like stars and stuff so and i'm drinking brown brown fluid directly out of his head it's (laughs) it's interesting been there Uh, i i love you know that's a funny device showing the audience look at that that's awesome there's a cool map painting there i just it's just seen the design of the world 
I just like it. I love that. Look at that. Just subtle things. Who, Who needs, needs Europe? Europe? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. It's Why silly. even do that? Because then he's like, what's Europe? Yeah. yeah. I love the subtle. Well, he would have heard about it probably. I don't, I don't know. Why would how... they have integrated that into his world? I don't, uh, well, that's a good it's, question. It's a controlled environment. Like they wouldn't, like I said, you can keep having conversations about nail clippers if that's, if you think the world is this. Right. I, I wonder if he would, obviously he does, so it's not really a good question, but I wonder if he would feel like the kick of the Matrix and be like, this feels wrong. Because I mean, He's if you if you feeling grew, that right now well, to it, an extent, well, if you grew up in this world like your entire life, and no one ever broke character, I wonder if you would have like a subconscious sort of thing. Dun dun dun! <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That is weird. I would freak the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens if you start cussing at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had an entire team of runners ready to go. Yeah. Well, we see we see the same thing later with the traffic. Yeah. You know. Which I felt like people have done that to me, quite frankly. <laughs> I've, I've felt that happen in traffic before. He's on this, guys. So, Peter Weir, uh, you guys did a Master and Commander um, down in front, uh, which was his follow-up to this, which is absolutely nothing like this whatsoever. Right. Uh, are you guys familiar with his earlier movies? Because I'm not. No. No, uh, I, no, I'm not, actually. I know he's made some trippy... <laughs> and this has been down in front. I've, yeah. I've never even heard of <laughs> down in front. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> I remember he used to make Why, some this podcast tri- has been shut down for 20 years! <laughs> That's not funny. You know, th- this is actually also pre-internet kind of taking a big hold on things, because nowadays, if they made this movie, wouldn't you have to acknowledge the existence of cell phones or internet? Or it's very interesting, because this is a very um, mid mid-century sort of... Yeah, they, again, they like designed or, it to be like the 50s in a lot of ways. Well, I know. Again, I go back to they're designing this universe for him. So it right. approximates life for us, but we think it's weird. For him, it's just... Whatever. Now, why, why do you think the 1950s, just in culture, is always referenced as that pure, clean time? Do you think it's... Revisionist history. Yeah. Cause, cause the, cause Pleasantville the, being another good example. The, exactly, Because yeah. the grown-ups today, who are making stuff like this... They think back to a simpler time, and it's the time when Their they childhood. were kids, which was the 50s. Right. There were no problems in the 50s. You didn't have problems in the 50s because you were five. Yeah. Right. Although it's it's, it's very in the same way we're going to render the 80s, you know. Well, in, that's in happening time. now, very yeah. interestingly. Actually, it's it's funny. Those uh, middle-aged folks uh, nowadays in 2010 um, are very self-aware and, and grew up with the uh, – you know what? The 1950s is very interesting. I think people were oppressed by uh, culture to, to look – Perfect oh, yeah. and act perfect. So that's how history registers it. When really, it's very um, oh, I mean, revolutionary very... road in real life. Oh yeah, it was so. I mean, it was so restrictive. I mean, the the television was so. The, you know, one of the reasons people look back and think it was that way is because that's the way it is on television. Yeah. But the, but TV was so censorious back then. It's like you can't even say pregnant on. My favorite no. uh, representation of the fifties uh, in movies that I can think of is October Sky. Do you guys ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and Laura Dern. Chris Cooper and Laura Dern. Yeah. Feels like right now, only with old cars and no cell phones. Right, exactly. People it's cussed, been that way. The dad was an asshole. It was, it was life. It was just everybody was worrying about money. I and... mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, people have said fuck for a thousand years, but for some reason, you feel like it only started being used in the seventies. Right. Only, you know? only when Tarantino came around, yeah, exactly. people really started saying fuck. I think Tarantino invented fuck and fucking. Then <laughs> <laughs> where do babies come? What do from? they do? They're married. I'm assuming they have sex. They do. No, they, oh, yeah. they reference it. She she like gets paid a lot, and she's she's gonna get a raise to get knocked up. Yeah. 
She's well, gonna, I know, she's but gonna what, get no, a baby I mean, bump in terms of the broadcast. <laughs> oh no! They, they, earlier, they already had it. They had the guards. The first time we cut, yeah, to the guards. The guards. They go, man. Every time they just tilt the camera. Yeah, away. they yeah. never show anything. Which was smart of them to get that up front out of the way because. Otherwise, otherwise people would be, like, be distracted is... by going, I wonder how they deal with the well, sex that, thing. Yeah. Uh, right there, that's hanging a lantern. That's yeah. exactly, that's exactly, exactly what a hanging lantern is. What, what's hanging a lantern? I know you guys have that's your where, own if something If something is odd in the universe, they have someone in the universe acknowledge it. Like, and Han Solo says, hokey religions and ancient weapons. That's, that's like, not really oh. hanging a lantern, though. Yeah, that's not hanging a lantern. Well, it's, 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 hang, call, it's hang, calling hang, out in, in-universe bullshit for what it is. The most, the most, um, the most extreme to the point of the, the point is that it's funny. Um, hanging a lantern is in the Emperor's New Groove, where they're like, "Wait, how'd you get back here before us?" Like, I don't I know. know. By all accounts, yeah. it doesn't make any it, sense. It's like that's <laughs> hanging a lantern. You just address it, and it's like, "All right, they're aware that there's this hole." You're right. right. That's and, a way better example. On. The, the, the one, the one they use in the Stargate show is like whenever they get beamed out just in time before the thing explodes. Like, yeah. man, that was lucky timing, huh? Yeah. And then they move on. Exactly. I only remember that girl from one other movie, which was Ronin by John Frankenheimer. I saw Ronin. It had that long car chase scene. The end. You know, and and her, I guess. And her, <gasps> Natasha McElhone's in this. Oh, I love her. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. She's on Californication now. I I know. Oh, really? I recognize her because she is the most attractive person that's ever lived. <laughs> she, she has since been supplanted with uh, Olivia Wilde, in my brain, but mega cutie, uh, Swedish, I think. What is Jim, what was the last movie Jim Carrey did as of right now? Uh, yes, the yes one. Yeah, yes, yes man. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm surprised he's not like voicing more animated movies and stuff. Because Julie West has put out a fucking death threat that he's going to kill any next celebrity <laughs> that comes out and does a thing. What, what's the last? What? What's the last serious movie he's done? Number twenty three. I think that so. Was a, that was a few years. Oh, ago. Oh, that was trying to be serious. He, he yeah. was trying to be creepy in that one, right? Because yeah. I didn't see it. He has like tattoos and looks all heroin chic and stuff like that. Yeah, that movie was almost okay. Yeah, but you know, it's all it's all about the numbers and how the numbers have a pattern and a meaning. Yeah. And number 23, and it came out on February 23rd, which is my birthday, so it totally means something. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You didn't you just blew my mind. Think, think about it. No. Huh? No. Yeah. What? I won't think about it. Oh. Moving on. All right. This is the guy that played Gene Cernan in From the Earth to the Moon. Am I right? I have to check that. Hmm. I'm gonna go Am I right, guys? Who's with me? No, I'm checking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's make this happen. <laughs> well, so so let's go back to some down in front vernacular since I'm I'm new in this. Magic beans is when you have that one out of this world element. But does this have more than one when you think about it? Is it can a corporation raise a child or is that not magic well, bean? Well, yeah, that's not uh, that, The that's magic all... bean of this movie would be he's a guy who lives in a giant creative world. Yeah, he's 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 he lives in the television and if, and if that... he lived in a giant creative world and then he could fly around on a broomstick, that would be too magic yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah. It's the 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 fact that he lives in a giant created world. It's like the the corporation owning his life and and being broadcast everywhere and blah 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 is is part of the execution of the the right. single magic bean. And we we've gotten into but yes, if he got gotten his, into if he got his, semantics debates about that, like in District Nine, okay, aliens have come, and then later his DNA reacts to the thing yeah. in a certain way that it wouldn't. So that might be his, if he if magic, he got his if Truman got a letter to Hogwarts, like you said, right, that would right. be a second magic. Up bean. has two magic oh. beans. Where he has the house with the balloons, and he goes off on a magical adventure that he couldn't, and then there's talking dogs. Oh. It doesn't really matter, because it's Pixar, and it's fucking adorable, but that's an example of two magic beans. This is an example of a striped shirt. <laughs> too T- many magic beans. Tying it back into the movie. <laughs> yeah, bring it bring it on back. <laughs> this is what we in down in front Take call a striped shirt. That's actually <laughs> a pullover. But anyway. <laughs> well, it, well, it's interesting, because this, up, up to this point, is just a sort of a typical... Mo- it, it's really... Many movies, uh, 
or- ordinary movie setups right now, just seen through like a couple subtle. Um, yeah, to an extent. The the whole thing is that it's 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 kind of meta in the sense that it is a typical movie setup, but he almost knows that it's a setup and he doesn't want it. Like he keeps trying to talk to this other girl, and they keep trying to like almost force the plot on him. You know, by by forcing Laura Linney on him instead. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of movies, say, like, um, fam- family character movies where it's like the husband or the wife realizes they don't like their lifestyle anymore and they need to escape and shake things up. And this is actually the sci-fi, the lightly sci-fi version uh-huh. of, of that. So instead of him needing to, like, get out and, like, get... Well, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where Richard Dreyfuss needs to um, right. get out... American Beauty. Uh, to American extent, Beauty like that, needs yeah. to get out... Um, I guess Revolutionary Road again, um, but but this has such a cool. So it's such a typical formula, but it has such a cool slight twist on it, and then that allows for all these other details to fall backwards, all like peppered all over a typical plot, and then it's so relevant and relatable. And watching it now, you know, after reality TV and internet and all that, because now we could anyone could make this show in their living room with UStream, right? Stuff like that, yeah. And it's fascinating how uninteresting it is to watch people's real lives. Well, the the We Live in Public guy, after his whole little colony fell apart, he did a thing where he... He went off it. and worked on a beat farm forever. He taped it. Well, before he did that... Oh, he no, he lived, with his, he lived with his wife or he fiance. He spent a year or a year and 20, a half. 24 hours, yeah. seven days a week. Just Weird. cameras running all throughout his house. Yeah, and then it, but then it became... They talk about it in the thing. It becomes yeah. a thing. Since you're aware of the cameras, right. you know, it's like if you, you get in an argument or something, you start living your life to entertain but, but, the audience. But, but it became a thing to. towards the end. I don't want to spoil It's a great documentary. It's on Netflix Instant. Uh, we Live in Public. But towards the end of that middle portion of the film where he's doing it after the We Live in Public part and it's just them in their apartment, he like <laughs> kind of almost rapes her. Remember that? Like he gets kind of like they haven't they're they're not yeah. having sex and he gets kind of violent about it. it just yeah, like, like grabs her. It's like mm, yeah, a little weird bit weird shit. You know, I just read an article this morning about um sort of the the hidden secrets of what happens on space stations, like the International Space Station, uh-huh. where like because uh, people have sexual urges, so then like the Russian guys would start trying to make out with the uh, American astronauts wow. just to have human contact, and um it, it makes you wonder like what. What kind of experiments or or you know you know there's one female on well the it's like it's like being station. in prison you know it's, it's yeah it's a confined space yeah and and I, I bet you a I lot of astronauts have have made the switch temporarily I'm uh well we do know astronauts are crazy people too uh, I think it was on the contact commentary I mentioned uh, that's they do actually send up condoms with astronauts at the space station wow and, and where do they put them. On their penises. They, they make balloon animals out of it. Teague, you know balloon animals. I do. I do know those things. There's no black people in this world. Yeah, there, there are a couple in the background. His neighbors are. Oh, and the bus driver. And, and the and bus they, driver. And you know what? And they all die He's first. A, he gets to be at the front of the bus, sir. <laughs> That's how progressive Truman Seahaven is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Huh. It's the 50s. What do you want? Or he thinks it is. Now I don't know why the producers wouldn't let this continue. Like it's it's very dramatic to watch someone cheating on someone. I well, it's she's not. In not her she's it's, not it's not even. It's not even cheating because they're trying to. This is the point where they're trying to hook him up with Laura Linney. Well, I know, but what I mean is, he's because oh, right to... now she just blew it. That's why. Yeah. She's giving it away right now. Yeah. And then the dad's going to show up. Oh, so that's why they come after her. Yeah. So it's not because he's cheating with this. Well, chick. they didn't want her talking to. He didn't want him talking to her in the first place, and now she's really going to. Blow the gag, so he's she's got to be taken away. Blow the gag. L- Laura Linney is the sort of the the typical pretty balanced 
generic blonde white girl. You know what I mean? I wonder if that still falls into like Hollywood ideals. Maybe they're playing to that too. <laughs> you know, now he gets to play it like she's crazy. So let's see, Peter Weir from Australia, continent surrounded by water. Although mm-hmm. it's, it's a giant, con- I'm just trying to. If re- she once she gets fired and goes out into the real world, I bet you people that watch the show are pissed at her. Mm. Like you almost fucked up her show. Oh, that's that's. Uh, I think we're about to uh, we're about to have a little interlude with Ed Harris talking about how many how people have tried to blow it before right. and how they've kind of dealt with it. Basically, people have tried to streak across the field. Yeah, exactly. Life. What if there's maybe they address it? What if there's a power outage? Just you know, in that section of the country. It's in Hollywood. It's on the Hollywood Hills. Don't they point no, out? No, it's not. I don't, don't think so. Don't they show an aerial view? And it's they, like, they, sh- they show a uh, from space view at some point, so we'll see. Isn't it like over Laurel Canyon? For for the rest of you who don't live near Laurel Canyon, you have no idea what we're talking about. I love the fact that the dad's just not that great at improv. Uh, shocked we're there. We're, we're going to uh, Fiji. So now he's obsessed he's, with going to Fiji. He's, he's yeah. like the office the is of Michael life. Scott in an improv. <laughs> <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> Nobody move. <laughs> you know th- th- this this type of um, flashback episodic storytelling that say Lost made very mainstream. What, has that existed forever? Is that I know that's becoming sort of a big trend where you have the linear story. Citizen Kane. Uh huh. There you go. Yeah. I guess that it was, was Citizen Kane. Ago. So low camera angles and Lost uh, script structures. Yeah. Citizen King. Non-linear movie making. It's the wave of the future. <laughs> wave of the future. Wave of the future. Oh. Anyway. I do like the occasional commentary when they go out to the audience being like, what the fuck, man? Why doesn't it just blah, blah, blah? So you do get the sense. It, 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 it's important. It has the effect of drawing you in even more. Yeah, and it's impo- it's, I think it's important to establish that because otherwise you've got these people who have been watching this show for 30 years. You need to buy that they're happy for him when he finally escapes. Right. As opposed to being like, fuck, my show, you know? I, th- I think this is one of the best ways to show a character's desires. Making a collage? Without him going like... He did that in seven. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, oh, oh desires either to uh, to kill or to kill to or, fi- or be May- loved. Yeah. To find, and then what you do once you find them is a whole different. Story. Yeah, well, like that, what, that, you that mean the actual the gimmick of him of the creating the image himself. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like and just, childish and cute, and uh, it's not him like talking to his friend like, "Gosh, that girl," you know, like flat exposition. It's just a very, um, you know, he he has the need to be secretive in 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 more ways than he realizes. And see, that's great. Showing her reacting to that. It's almost like they should be paying her and following her reactions yeah. to this. <laughs> Thinking maybe they are. I just wonder what would happen to him. He, in real life, Truman Burbank would probably kill himself after he got out into that scary world. God, that'd make great TV. People, yeah, see, then yeah. they could just follow. He'd probably want it. This whole like, world is in another world. Yeah, it'd be, right? Well, yeah, how do you go on with the rest of your life without, you know. Well, no, what's funny is that the sequel to this, the sequel to this is Blast from the Past. Where then Brendan Fraser is walking around the valley like porn. But he's another one. I'm I'm surprised it hasn't broken down like this at any other point in the last because it's it's all going to shit all at once. Yeah, Uh, the 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 whole masquerade here. Because now he's hearing. Maybe 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 it's always been going on, but he's just opening his eyes to it. He had that little hint, and it and it planted that idea. It expanded his horizons. 
Because, you know, yeah. weird things happen, uh, say, in our reality all the time, and we just go, hey, that's one of those weird things. Oh, I saw lights in the sky. It's just one of those weird things. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit some pattern that we already have, then we ignore it. Yeah, it's it's funny. We might come up with some outlandish theory and go, ah, outlandish theories are for hippies. And then <laughs> the, we just continue for on. for hookers and fat people. <laughs> it's for that guy on the newspaper. Filthy hippies. Beard. I'm meeting you halfway, hippies. <laughs> What other movies deal with this? Deal like, with what? Well, just the the nature of being watched all the time. Yeah, Ed TV is the. I'm think. I'm trying to remember. There's like. I feel like there's another one. V for Vendetta. Mm. No, no, not really. Unaccompanied minors. <laughs> and Daddy Day. Wait. Camp. Okay. So this music. Any anyone anyone? I do. Pawakakatsi. Okay. The what the documentary. This oh. is the, this is the score from Pawakakatsi. Ah. I did not see that. Which is Philip? Do you guys know Kiona Scotzi, the the Scotzi? Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's beautifully shot. The uh, IMAX images. The cousin of, of one of uh, Teague's favorite documentaries, Baraka. Yeah, well, the 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 guy who made Baraka is the cinematographer uh, of the Katsi of... movies. Um, it, it's that guy. Is his name Ron Fricky, the cinematographer? Because the Katsi movies, are, it's it's three kind of people in charge, which is Philip Glass. The editor, who is also the director of those, and then, of course, the cinematographer. But the cinematographer, he's like, I could go do this entirely by myself. But it's weird. In, in the realm of, like, weird, artsy, um, experimental movies, Konoskatsi and then, to a lesser degree, Pawakakatsuki and Neskoyaskatsi are um, purposeless documentaries. They're a little, you know, kind of like, here, we're going to show beautiful nature, and then we're going to show, like, a building imploding, that kind of thing. But Philip Glass's music is, like, really hypnotic. It'll drive you crazy or hypnotize you because it's, like, 20 minutes of the same na 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 Or, like, the music that's playing right now. The whole thing is just really abstract. Here's weird juxtapositions, and make of it what you will. Right. Here's a jungle, here's Detroit. Right. Make of it what you will. God, I hate industry. How could they screw – how do you screw a movie like this up in development? Um, it becomes an action thriller where he has to escape, but he finds out, like – Damn. The, the secret. Good answer. It, the island. It's the island. Or oh, that – or that new, <laughs> There we go. Or that new Matt Damon movie. Don't you mean parts the clone is horror, sir? No, the, the new Matt Damon movie. <laughs> Which one? Well, well, um, shit, I can't remember the – Did it just come out or is it no, coming it's, out? No, it's coming out. It's oh. coming out. Let me look it up. I'll, lo- I'll look it up. Everyone continue. Whoa, Iron Man. <laughs> Ha-ha. That was the Iron Man I have Man the pose. power. This so, is cool. So cars just stop. I'm surprised they're not you throwing, know. like, Now he's walking out into traffic him. and throwing up his hands and everyone's just stopping around him. What if they start putting stuff in his tap water just to, like, kind of <laughs> calm him down and sedate him? Oh, that'd be bad TV. It's not is, good TV, yeah, th- exactly. This is blasting up the ratings. We're, we're... What are we? We're over half an hour in. We still haven't met Ed Harris other than the very opening shot. Well, he's God. And that's the other cool thing, you know. He uh, is. There, there's, there's Ed Harris is awesome. This kind of answers those uh, questions bred in our DNA of like, who made us? Does someone watch us? You know, the whole religious questions, perhaps. I love that they're not ready. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that girl. <laughs> I love that it's the craft service table. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's crafty is perfect. The Adjustment Bureau. That's the Matt Damon movie. That is that is basically the um, mistaken version of this. Um, although it's it's somewhere between this and Dark City, the Adjustment Bureau. I uh, there from you what I can tell on in the trailer. <laughs> Omnicom, that's a real company in the back is there. 
Oh yeah, that's like one of those corporations that owns corporations. And that's like Ed Harris. Like Ed Harris. Wow, Omnicom. Interesting. This would, or maybe it's hmm. Omnicorp. Either way, it sounds like RoboCop's bad guys would work for them. <laughs> I work for OCP. You work for OCP. However, that goes. You know, it's fascinating because now they actually sell these. They're called GoPros. They're these little cameras, um, like half the size of a wallet, that shoot HD video with wide-angle lenses. It actually shoot this in good quality, just like this, and they cost like two hundred bucks. God, I love the future. So it's become real. I know. The, the the I know this is off topic, real quick, but the the CEO of Google said we're not prepared for the technology that will be unleashed on us in the next few years as human beings. Interesting. Like he meant us philosophically yeah or the company he us you, human beings <laughs> that we're not like nap- speak loudly and yeah. clearly into the table numbers uh, right right now our, our our abilities are on par with like all the texting and twittering and whatnot but like in a few years is going to be beyond what's comfortable for us but of course we're going to keep making this technology because it does cool things like update people on what type of hamburger you're eating mm-hmm. in real time cheese cheeseburger cheeseburger good yeah really can you take a picture of it I can. Dude, I'll retweet that. Oh, my God. Where, where's the Twitter movie? I was going to say. There's that, <laughs> well, we've already got the Facebook movie coming up. As I that joked on the, Twitter. That is the thing to talk about. It's like, you know, we joke about reality TV and the Truman Show and like, oh, everyone's, you know, I always felt like everyone's watching me. But now it's like, they, but they are now. And you're yeah. doing it on purpose. You're putting yourself out there and making you're, you're, your own little Truman Show. You're signing up for this. Yeah. Exactly. See, the, only thi- the only thing that's missing is... is a constant stream of video, and people are even kind of doing that to themselves with quick and all that stuff. So FaceTime, yeah, yeah. Well, really, I, the only significant difference is how few people care about you yeah. in the real world. Way to bring it down. But, well, which is why the show Big <laughs> hey, Brother. You have more followers than I do <laughs> on Twitter. Big Brother was a really boring stream. Um, so Big Brother that started like eleven years ago. The TV show, uh, yeah, and you could watch it online. You could watch them 24-7 in, their, in, in a self-enclosed house that they were never allowed to leave. And I couldn't watch more than, like, one minute of it without getting bored. And then the show itself that was edited on TV was the highlights in which they edited it to manipulate a storyline and whatnot. Right. And then they'd even try and throw in... I remember one time they dumped in, like, 300 pug puppies into their backyard just to, like, see how they'd react. And still, it wasn't interesting. <laughs> I, my, my, I, my little world was broken when I went to work... Uh, the place I worked, uh, the first cage video in Life After People, the, uh, in that same production office is a very tall, pickety gate. But there's, you know, been very little maintenance done, and there's pieces that are missing. And you can look through, and you can see the um, real world house. Huh, there it is. <laughs> in a parking lot. Really? Sunset and Gower. So the real world MTV, the LA real TV, or the the real world LA house is in a parking lot uh, at Sunset and Gower. So reality TV is fake. Wow. Oh, well, the, the only difference between narrative fictional television writing and reality television writing is reality television writers aren't union. Yeah. That's really the only difference. <laughs> well, uh, I, I was I was the subject of a short MTV reality thing. Uh, just for a weekend, and they sent me the script. Before I lived in San Francisco, and they flew me down to L.A., and they sent me a script to memorize before I got there, which I refused to do. So wait, so you were Truman for a little bit? Well, I mean, in the tell l- us about that. That's awesome. Least. All right, uh, it, very very quick story. Um, Make it long. 
Yeah. I, I, There's only the, so much to say. The, the, M- the Truman Show is just good. Yeah, the MTV, yeah, I know. It, it's good and it's subtle, so we can't get all, like, crazy excited about e- extreme things of this. Um, or, you know, nothing pops out. It's very mature and subtle. Anyway, uh, I was nominated for an MTV Movie Award years ago when they had a, a short film category. And um, they, they brought the two finalists down. And then, of course, we didn't know who'd win, and they'd film the reactions of us winning or losing. I lost, but that's okay. Um so they wanted to film us for a whole weekend. They gave us like a limo and a penthouse at the Ritz Carlton, all this super luxurious stuff. And they went and they followed us around with cameras, filming our reactions and stuff. Um, but I'm kind of like a dick when it comes to stuff that is really contrived like that. So they sent me a script, and they're like, "Memorize this because when we're filming you, you need to say and do these things." And I refused to do all of them because it was very much like I'd have to be a star fucker and and um, pretend I was into all this. Like, oh my god, it's Jessica Alba. My life is complete. You know that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, but it was very interesting and, and they, you know, I'd say something, they're like, oh wait, could you redo that? So then me and my friends would have to like redo, um, natural things, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, we, the audio glitched when you're ordering your sandwich. Could you order your sandwich again? That kind of thing. So, uh, reality TV surprise guys, spoiler alert. It's completely fake. Hate to shatter your world. I worked on a a reality television, ostensibly a reality television show where, uh, they had edited, you know, they had shot and edited the episode before, and now we were shooting the next episode. Uh-huh. But they had to go back and shoot out, like, pickups yeah. to, to make the story clearer. Right. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's not really clear what happens in this piece, so can we just get a piece of you just giving your interview and say this mm-hmm. flat out so it's clear for the audience? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that for me was the last, like, because I already knew reality TVs were reality right. TVs fake, and I already knew that fine. But, like, to that level of contrivance and, and setup, I was like, yeah, okay, Yeah, I mean, we, we're watching um, – we're, we're fans of Hell's Kitchen in my house. It's fun to watch, and we like food. Um, but uh, – For shame, Michael. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's definitely bits where there's, like – there's a panic going on in the kitchen, and then they'll cut to uh, a, an interview being like, I didn't know what was happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, the interview, like, like they pulled them off the line when shit was going terribly wrong and had them say that line just then and then put them back right, on the right, line. Right. It's like, no. They recorded all of these, the ups and downs and everything, after the fact. Right. And then, you know, just, they were like, can you be a little sadder? We'll spritz you with some sweat. You know, it's whatever. Right. Wow, because, even because down to, the- like, makeup like that, huh? Because if they're doing interviews, I, would, I think so. Yeah. If they're doing interviews after the fact, presumably whoever's giving that interview knows how it turns out. Right. But the interviews never have that quality. Right. Exactly. And when somebody does have that quality, when somebody is telling a story where they know how it ends a right. certain way, if they're telling it well, you can see that quality in their story mm-hmm. all the way through. That's nice. I'm going to Fiji. <laughs> this poor. These poor. It, you know, gay players, improv actors. Yeah, they they're like, oh shit! I, 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 Wait, what is this camera following him? Is that just on like a? That's a button or something. Someone following him. It's just a guy following him. That yeah. dude's tall. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, no, no. I guess this would be the Eddie part of dramedy. Because there's never any jokes. Per no. se, I mean, this is the closest thing to a gag right here, like yeah. in the entire movie. Yeah, these kinds of things are are. Basically, the gag, and then when he starts being crazy, you know, well, I mean, he's already started being crazy. Oh my god, oh, this, yeah. <laughs> oh, where she actually has to do the surgery. See, this is where they just gotta have fun with. Um, I, and the crazy, the, the crazy the thing is how how deep they've prepared for this. Like they didn't think he was gonna get this far, but just in case he did, yeah, they're, they they, they, they s- never really expected this to ever happen. Yeah, but they still went through the. Uh, 
it's fascinating. Um, when Grand Theft Auto, oh my God. when Grand Theft Auto first came out, yeah, <laughs> you know that's an, one of the first big open world games, and it's kind of like the way they do it is they load uh, AI characters for like I don't know a couple blocks around you in any direction. So when you turn the corner, they're already there. And I've always wondered like <laughs> if, if if you're staying outside a building, do they just have AI characters having a conversation inside the building just in case you walk in the building? And if you know, that so, kind of thing? what are they talking about? Yeah, is it? Defined as intelligence, because what is intelligence? It's a bunch of pre-programmed responses. I want to. I want to have. I love. I love <laughs> the travel agency has a poster of an airplane with a lightning bolt going through it. <laughs> it it could, could happen to you. If travel agencies were still relevant, I would have one and have posters like that all over the place. <laughs> if you had an airline, you'd be playing nothing but. Yeah, it's like airplane. Yeah, <laughs> they have the shot know, of the airplane crashing on the. T- so yeah. for, up until this point, you know, it was sort of the the typical movie, and we're getting to know our characters, but now. Every single thing you see is a gag where th- now they're exploiting this world of, you know, our normal character in this crazy reality TV world. Every single thing he says or does or every background thing like the, the uh, airplane getting hit by lightning. Now they're d- it's just playtime. The screenwriters just got it. This they're at like Chuck E. Cheese in the ball pit having fun with ideas now. Yeah, because they can. It's just all bets are off now. He he's not falling for it anymore, so he's just going to go for it. And since since the world's unraveling, we actually get to see how artificial it is. Yeah, and, and everyone else freaking out around him. This is really where it becomes entertaining. Before it was just touching. I will say that there are two magic beans present in this movie, and the fact that there are not this many good actors, believable actors, <laughs> in any one place at any one time. <laughs> There's no way you could rely upon all of these bit players to be convincing on a moment's notice. But what is convincing? He has no other definition. And there's your black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the look he gives him. He's like, hi, what the fuck do I do? Face the front. I, I, I wonder, are, are these people, how dedicated are these people? Do they basically live their lives within the city like and just AI go characters? about it? Do they go to, yeah. they just go to work? They the just morning? go to work and live their lives and they're aware that they're bit players on TV, but, but it doesn't, unless he's around, it almost doesn't matter. It can't be, because I mean, this guy clearly can't he doesn't drive know a how bus. To drive the bus yeah. so, That's true. How did he get there? He looks like a bus driver. Is that the guy that played Lamar? <laughs> Central in that casting. Thing you do? Oh, no, he's not. This no, could not. actually be the Tron sequel in many different ways. What? Go on. The Tron sequel? I defy they, they, you. They're, they're, they're just in this artificial, crazy, constructed world. Well, I'm assuming the sequel to Tron that is coming out in a few months is the AI in, in that computer world actually gets so huge and sentient and intelligent that they build their own city. And then the kid goes in there and gets his dad. I'm assuming all this from the trailer, by the way. He has to go in there and get his dad and get his dad out of there. And then it's a big escape thing, just like the first Tron. So, you know, instead of being all no, glowy... No, no, I'm, 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 you have my rapt attention. I'm like, oh my god, you're good at trailer reads. That's cool. That's good. Although this is way less pretty than that slick Tron world, which is like Qzar for adults. I like that these guys are all on board. They're like, no, no, I help I help edit the wiki, all right? Uh, let me tell you. His father <laughs> was from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This would be a... So does he get paid as an actor or a cinematographer? I can't imagine this TV show getting the budget <laughs> required to run itself. Or they, 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 Ed Harris says... Um, they talk about that the, once, the whole, we finally, once we finally meet Ed Harris. We still haven't done. They're like, you, it's like you need a small nation to, to run it. And he, he talks about how like, the entire world, luckily, is a fan of it. And the advertising money pays for the small nation it takes to run this show. Seriously, I would not want to be the UPM for this show. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a bitch. 
Although, in a way, isn't it its own little self-contained ecosystem? I guess, I mean, you would, just, really. you would just hire whoever runs Disney World, you know? This is Disney World. It is Disney World. Disney World and is there's a, a giant underground, like yeah. the catacombs with the costumes in them and everything? You'd think when they heard him saying this stuff, they'd be like, oh shit, don't, don't, don't. Turn left, turn left. I just noticed the cherry yeah. buttons on her collar. Mm-hmm. That's so appropriate. Lady on a red bike. You have flowers. <laughs> you know the yeah, other interesting. Like th- th- this entire movie is. It's. I'm sorry. Those two are enough. Don't don't give mm-hmm. me the and. Where's the bu- bug? No no. Yeah. <laughs> the rule of threes. <laughs> there there's a there's Ace Ventura. There's the Jim Carrey we know. <laughs> As he's becoming unhinged. This is like yeah, this is exactly thing. the strategy they used to <laughs> beat um, the old Whammy show. Press your luck. Yeah, <laughs> you just watch the pattern over and over again. They would do that in you know the background of the Flintstones and stuff like that as well. Yeah, All yeah. the cartoons would just recycle the background. Save so money. That's the gag here. Oh. At this point, that? at this point, if I'm the producer, I'm thinking, okay, my subject clearly we're on a limited number of episodes left. Let's make this exciting, and 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 tell Laura Linney to be like. Just go with him on Just this. Just feed it. Just feed, feed it. it. And then, like, dude, there's a door over there. And he runs, and all the security guards are still trying to do their thing. So he, he freaks out tenfold, where he's he knows that it's a thing, and he can't escape because no one will play with him. They should let Morpheus show up and actually start <laughs> telling him. Oh, yeah. And th- yeah. Here's the traffic bit. That's really fun and crazy. Because... It, it, this is one of those movies where you know you, it's a very predictable movie. It's just all in the like little details of like, will he escape? How far will he get when he tries to escape this time? But right. We know at this point in the movie, he's not going to escape because we're only like 40 minutes in. This movie has a brother in Groundhog Day. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic City. Yay. Do they uh-huh. ever show world maps in this? I know they, they mentioned Fiji, but. I'm wondering why they don't define his world as like this yeah. is all that exists. Yeah, we're getting we're getting nods from the peanut gallery, so I think so. They had they they talked about how there's uh, you know Japan Whoa. is clearly a thing that exists. They, they referenced several, Japanese, several different so. places: Fiji, Japan, Chicago, yeah. Florida. Yeah. So they, I guess they tried to make his world seem larger, but you would think that but would it, make him want to go places. Well, they do have to justify they, they've not, also, when, not when airplanes get struck by lightning. Yeah, they've also tried to convince him that he's already been places it's, and he doesn't right. need to go. It's uh, like, what, right, with the Mount Rushmore photo. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it's like, why tell him airplanes exist? Right, exactly. Just don't. Just pretend those don't exist. <laughs> it's kind of like, what if we all in us had the ability to fly, but um, that information has been bred out of our society? Kind of like learning to ride... No one knows how to ride a bike at first. You just... Sort of acquire the coordination out of nowhere, and then you know, I feel like he is playing this little broad. Well, of course, yeah. He's, the, the, uh, the movie, I think that was. I, I remember the movie as being a little bit more calculating and less of a comedy comedy. Uh, but hey, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that, I, that that was unfortunate for him. But my point is more just generally, it's not as introspective a movie as I thought it was. Looking back on it, I would imagine that part of it was like, okay, Jim, we'll let you do your crazy drama thing if you want. But you still got to give us what what makes. <laughs> yeah, you got to get weird occasionally. Yeah, we'll let you poke your head out of the box, but you can't get out of it entirely. Yeah. Dun, dun, I have dun. to admit, I, I would imagine that the actors would be. It's like he's a vampire. He just can't cross running water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Is that a vampire rule? I thought that was a zombie rule. That's a uh, no. It's a vampire rule, depending on the vampire uh, lore, of course. But um, well, I'm sure Twilight adheres to that rule very strictly. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Cool. And now he's forcing her to drive him across the bridge. That's cool. (laughs) He's encouraging her. I love that. This is the best part. I, I think this is the the funniest. Like the just the most over the top bit imaginable when they just set the road on fire. <laughs> huh. Let me guess. Whoosh. There it is. <laughs> they should have the Truman Show riot at Universal yeah. Studios, even though it's a Paramount movie. <laughs> that would be a freaky fucking. They'd just be at the park. Truman right. Park. Yeah, I mean, it's Disney. You just, <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? Everybody shirts? watches you. <laughs> All day long. Not that they're watching you, but just like an entire fake city where everyone's playing the same game. It's like if you walked onto the set of Synecdoche, New York, and just like, everyone's... I know you're all faking it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> just freaking I, I, I guess the closest you get is uh, Universal Studios during Halloween becomes a giant haunted park where yeah. like you're not safe anywhere yeah. you go because people will pop out with chainsaws out of bushes and they fog the whole place Halloween up. Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. Never been. It's interesting. A lot of my friends work there. I haven't there. been to that one. I've been to the Knott's Berry Farm. Not Scary Farm, but I haven't uh, been to Halloween Horror Nights. It's funny. Now we're talking about haunted houses, but uh, they have the Texas Chainsaw Haunted House at Universal Studios. Dude, they should be paying down in front for this endorsement. Um, and they actually pump in rotten meat smell into the haunted house Whoa. and stuff. To the tent. Hey, look at that. Man, they have they have planned this out. They thought he was going to escape. They're like, we're going to put a nuclear plant here. We're going to put everything we can. And we will set off. Oh, Oops. there it is! You idiot! He's like, I looked up your vehicle ID number. Yeah, I'm a cop. That's what we do. This is a quite a bit amount of uh, buffer space outside of his normal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just like, hang out there. This just is like in several case. miles oh. worth of forest land. Yeah, they presumably the... still inside the dome. Now it's ET. Yeah. They have the most pointless jobs. They, it's like, we've been well, sitting no, no, out I'm here sure. for 30 years. Well, no, 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 because they had the dad character playing just a random vagrant. Like, I'm sure... No, no, actors... he snuck in to no, do that. In. Oh, he did? They yeah, talk yeah. about that later. He snuck in to try and contact oh, that, Truman. They didn't send him back in to do that. My assumption would be they populate the area about half an hour before he's going to get there. So when he, when he head out on his thing, it's like, all right, we need to put people out of that plant set. But they're... still, I but mean... They still had a plant set to put, to put them at, is yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. And it, I mean, it takes more than half. You're an hour right. To, the economics of scale in the Truman Show yeah. don't make sense. It would take more than half an hour to put all those uh, spacesuit guys into costume. You don't have much of an opinion of actor, do you? The actor, huh? You don't have a very high stopping. <laughs> I'm just saying. It takes a friend a... just reminded me of my childhood. All of a sudden, <laughs> just saying. It takes customers a while to do their job. To put on a suit. It's, yeah. There's no, there's no makeup. Put it on. Suits like that are complex. They, they, they were, needs, they were one piece with least, a helmet. It, it takes a few minutes at least to put it's not, it's not on each gear. one. It takes a few minutes at least to put on each one. Okay. But you have to... And if you've got 20 of them, that means you've got, you're looking at an hour to put them on everybody. So if they've only got a half hour buffer zone, the math doesn't work. <laughs> this movie is bullshit. Unless, bullshit. unless the customer could Here be standing go. in front yeah. of them. She's a Stepford wife. Yes, she is. Now, I think she plays this, really well with all her, her posing. Not just, like, po- product placement posing, but just when she stands around, everything is her being, like, the slightly over-the-top... The- you know, like, the theatrical actresses you knew in high school who would overdo it all the time? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The ones that were too concerned about showing you how much they were acting. Yes. As opposed to just acting. They always do that extra little, like, hand gesture with every movement. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the shock. Meryl! <laughs> <laughs> when, I was a kid, really... when I was a kid, I thought she was uh, Meryl Streep, because her name was Meryl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, that's always a good moment too. It's like, oh, <laughs> and the fact that she we keeps were, trying. The keeps fact trying. that we're ah! in a in a god cam uh-huh. when that moment happened. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we had we have this angle. It looks like somebody's following them. Yeah. But uh, it clearly couldn't be. <laughs> Here's the beer that we're trying to sell. <laughs> I love this where she's like, "This is unprofessional." what has she been in lately she was in the exorcism of emily rose she's uh, just in uh, david gale she's in a new show called the c word and it's about apparently it's about cancer but there's nothing about cancer on the billboard, so it's just a big picture of her face and the C word. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I wonder what this is about. (laughs) I wonder what C word they mean. I saw the billboard. There's a billboard. uh, I think Julie Roberts is in it. The Eat, Pray, Love. love. And she's just, she's like eating ice cream or something, and so Eat, Pray, Love. But like the way it was behind a a billboard or whatever, I could only see her face (laughs) and her name, Julie Roberts, and she's eating ice cream, and then it cut off kind of the bottom of the first word, so it looked like Julie Roberts eating ice cream on a billboard that said fat (laughs) (laughs) I was like I don't know what that is but I I will buy it well they had to stop making they had to stop making pencils uh, that had the logo of some school written both ways because you could always sharpen it down mm-hmm. to the point where it would say like the last half of the word and if the word right so they always had to make the logo a certain way I forget what the word was but it was funny energy drinks they have that taurine you know, that, that stimulant mm-hmm. chemical, and if you just hold it... I saw someone holding it and said urine because they're holding the first couple ah. letters. Of, ah. Which has so much to do with the Truman Show. I knew a guy that used to cover <laughs> uh, the uh, R in American this... on bumper stickers, so it said, proud to be a Mexican. Okay. He would write X over the R. Oh. The, uh, the... <laughs> anyway, um, Truman Show. This This, I always found to be kind of the <laughs> most... Uh, I, I found this to be kind of the most disturbing scene, almost, because he's talking it's about... It's such betrayal. Yeah, he's talking about how long they've known each other and how, how long their friendship has gone and coming up with all of these examples and stuff like that. And yeah, the total betrayal of everything he's saying is being fed to him right. by Ed Harris, and that's when we introduce Ed Harris finally into this film. It's, and it's, so that, that's the part that I'm... That, the betrayal, like you say, just... just it's that's the so thing that person. It's is, your whole, literally your entire life is yeah. betrayal. I was just this this one scene is the clearest example of. I think it's a Hitchcock maxim where the the, the definition of tension is where the audience knows something that the character doesn't, and obviously that's what this entire movie is. Giamatti, that, holy shit! Giamatti Ribisi, <laughs> but the oh, Paul. Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, sorry. No, that was fun though. Uh, Hitchcock. Tension. Uh, yeah. The definition of tension being something that the audience knows that the, the character doesn't. There's a bomb under scene, the table. Bomb or gun under the table, yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, but that this scene is the clearest example of... The most distilled example of that in this entire movie. What other Hitchcock maxims are there? Uh, actors are cattle. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, that's him. He he hated. He's actors. even pulling it out. He's like, if everyone's in on it, I'm in on it too. Are you really gonna like? Oh, this this scene now makes me pulling, hate this guy. What's the what's yeah, the, what's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the term in Inception for when you make the guy aware that he's dreaming? Yeah, it's a Mister uh, Mister Charles. Mister Charles. Yeah. He's pulling Mister Charles. If there really is a conspiracy, I would have to this be is, in on now, it. Now, see, this is the success of Inception. By the way, we we can we've. And it, when we do it, we'll we'll point out the flaws and stuff like that. But the fact that you can relate it to damn near everything, <laughs> you have to. I mean, people I, people are already using the tropes like, oh yeah, totem and shit like that. I'm like, th- the ease with which that has glided into, into just the national consciousness, the, the yeah. consciousness. It's Cultural. like that is a success. Yeah, it has become part of That's the culture. Point. That's a good point. Over the course of like two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is. Kind of or a- you're listening to this like two years from now, and it's been completely forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Either way. Well, every movie will be in, in that theme of inner space and outer space at the same time. Inner space is awesome. Yes. Outer space is awesome, too, but I love inner space. How about inner space in an astronaut? Whoa! <sighs> then it's just space. It cancels. Out. It's, like a, it's like a math problem. <laughs> I love easy on the fog. God. This guy takes it so se- – and it's weird because it's another thing where you hear – you know, he's almost the, the – if there's a villain, it would be him yeah. to an extent. But at the same time, it's like we've talked about. Like he expresses his – His love. His his love for Truman. Exactly. Yeah. He's not doing it to hurt Truman. He I, does. He, that's what he ends up doing, but that's not his intention at I all. feel like this scene should be shot from like a, a lamppost. We need a, a, a wider shot. There it is. That's better. That's good. That's good. Not yet, not yet. No close-up. <laughs> this poor guy. How long has he been doing this? I'm sure there's a rotation for everybody. Yeah. And this is before uh, Bluetooth headsets made everyone look ridiculous. Yeah. And and this is supposed to ground him to whatever Nantucket city they're in. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy must have won the Emmy every fucking year. Oh, yeah. Over look the how, look of how year? much he's feeling it, man. He's into it. As he's not just trying to make TV. He's Our mission to was fucking... called the successful failure, in that we achieved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just it's him and a bunch of people, and they're all happy. He's he's in mission control. Don't fuck with Ed Harris when he's in mission control. Because if you do, he'll work the problem, people. Work the problem, and people. he won't make things worse by guessing. Where, know, where oh, there's all the Emmys. Prop eight was overturned, yeah. so we're bunch working of on our. Uh, they they all ran, all the executives ran down like holy shit guy. Yeah, That's now amazing. why not at some point just uh it's, get Truman in on it. Hey, it's the Magnolia guy. Um Yeah, she's not. Have you guys seen broadcast news? The movie? No. Oh, the movie. I'm like the thing? I tried the- <laughs> yeah, like, Have yeah. you guys seen the news? <laughs> broadcast news to. has a bunch of really cool although at this point it's probably fairly outdated in terms of technology and how it's all put together. But a really cool look at the inside of a control room. Uh, and the the way they put together little pieces for the news. Another, I also think of um, there's a bunch of stuff in Studio 60 that has to do with the character Cal, and he's the the guy directing the show. And it has it's. I'm always interested by how they put together live shit. I wasn't aware until recently that a lot of the times, especially with uh, like the Star Searchy kind of reality shows, the new ones, American Idol, America's Got Talent, uh, Greatest, talking this, that, or the other. Uh, they'll actually edit in live. Uh, uh, rehearsal footage if they want to get something they didn't Here have. Go. Here's the space shot. Okay, let's see where this thing is. Matt painting like that. 
That's there it is. Oh, there it's, Laurel Canyon. It's the valley. In fact, Damn, it's on top us. of us. <laughs> it's, it's literally on top wow, of us. Wow, that is a terrible map painting. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't so good. But 1998, you know, right. they did yeah. with it good. R- real quick, let's talk about... Uh, hey, Harry, Harry Shearer. <laughs> I love you, Harry Shearer. Truman, uh, we, it just went away. He was in the top right just drinking his coffee and eating his food. And I think that's the purest form of, of good acting right there. Just the way he's sitting. He's not overdoing anything. He's just sitting there drinking, staring into his mocha cocoa. Well, Brian, you've said that before. The hardest acting job you'll get is one where they say, just don't do anything. Yeah, don't do anything at all. Well, that, that's Meisner's definition of acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And the more, the less remarkable the circumstances are, the more real you have to be and the less you can rely on any kind of tricks that we all that we all build up for ourselves and i mean when you think about it there's a thousand different mechanics going on in just like how someone holds their posture when they're happy or sad or anxious or which you never consciously think about when you're just existing unless you're a neurotic freak but when you're sitting on a on a soundstage with a camera pointed at you and there's 30 people watching you because you overthink all of it you overthink all of it you become very self-conscious so basically good actors are uh, aware of their their body language and then know how to not be aware of anything when they need to use it. Right. A good, go. a, a good actor is very uh, practice in focus and concentration, but in how unaware they are of what they don't need to be aware of. <laughs> I think it's funny because Jim Carrey is is a master of, well, he's even said that uh, around, like, <laughs> you know, he's he's the most physical actor in terms of like Ace Ventura. He's just like spastic and elastic and everything like that. Um, he says he, he would just stare at himself in the mirror and practice every body movement and face expression possible. And, you know, I think he always overused it because he had the power. He didn't have the great responsibility for his great power. And then now uh, he's proven that he could use it on the other end or especially in Eternal Sunshine, just like when he's standing on the, the subway um, tarmac, whatever it's called, waiting for the train, platform. just like platform, yeah. standing there. You know, he's just, and and it's brilliant because you, you understand exactly what type of sad he is on top of that. Right. Oh, and there was the... I feel like I would have liked this more if it was an invented documentary. Like, along, what's going on right now where the interviewer is asking the director questions and sort of talking your way through it that way. I feel like that would be an interesting way to handle this. Or as a novel from the point of view of the guy that's directing the show. Mm. I love the concept. I'm, I'm happy with the movie. Like I, there's there's a, a level that I don't think they reached with this one, and it might just be casting. I, Jim Carrey, <laughs> amnesia. I love that. Just a simple disgust, amnesia, soap opera. What do you think? <laughs> Jim Carrey might just be playing it wrong, but I think the script is facilitating his his performance. Uh, I can't imagine other people playing the role. I can, but I don't know. This seems like a really cool idea, and this is just a good movie. I think uh, in a lot of ways. Jim Carrey is the because I'm more interested in the the logistical, pragmatic methodology of making this show happen than I am in the weird his point of view. In the like you, you could have it be you could have like touches of his point of view and how freaked out he would have get, gotten a few times in that documentary format where it's like there was that one time when this happened and it goes it's just the documentary and it just goes into this two minute segment. So you don't care about the human story you do care more about the economic and technical story yeah I'm, I'm more yeah I mean I okay. can understand him becoming the you know the rat in the box thing but it seems cooler on a DVD special feature make it happen something like that I don't know I just you know. yeah uh, I think in a lot of ways Jim Carrey is I guess the successor of uh, or in a lot of ways a descendant of Jimmy Stewart and I can see Jimmy Stewart doing this role if if the times were adjusted, yeah. Wow, everything on the show is for sale. That's kind of cool. 
I, there's a you know there's a store. There's a lot of really interesting ideas. Placing the one that creeps me out the most is the fact that he's the first baby to legally be illegally adopted by a corporation. Right, right. That that's scary. That's scary yeah. as shit. Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of shit. That's what I'm talking about. That's the cool stuff. The fact that he's in it is. That's the, oh, it well, must be the, fucked up to be that guy. Hmm. That's about as much I'm, interest as uh, no, I have I'm, on him. I'm honestly less interested in that stuff. I mean, it, I, I've, it is interesting to think about, but if we got a whole movie of that, it'd be like, oh, well, what was the point of that? Yeah. This you is, know, the point of it is to tell a, a story well, about could, a person. Well, imagine this exact same series of events, but it's being told not as a narrative, but as part of a fake documentary mm-hmm. where they're examining the show over its course. Like if you're watching the 60-minute special on The Truman Show after it was canceled because he ran out. And they sort of re-examine the entire thing, and you're just watching it play out that way. So you're getting both the, the side of it. You're not going to get his, his emotion, though. You're just going to get a, a series of well, events. Well, no, but they, but they would have all that footage and all the, the best moments of the show just kind of put in there mm-hmm. in, in, in the world of the documentary. Like, that could be a thing. I could see that working, at I least suppose. as well as this. Because they would be making it smartly. You know, I'm, I'm just talking right now. They would make this movie work. But yeah. I'm, I might not be... Representing the majority when I say I'm more interested in seeing them make this show actually fucking happen than I am in the guy who happens to live in this gigantic, fantastic world. Is anyone getting destroyed by watching Jim Carrey, like, fucking cry and eat cookies? <laughs> and by, was, just up in the corner. Yeah, but No it, one's it's, even paying attention to him. They're just arguing. He They're arguing above him, almost. He wasn't yeah. just no, a concept. He wasn't nominated for an Academy Award this year. At least a nomination, because this, it's, it's epic. And by the way, the, the art direction, you know, the subtle, there, there's the rule. If there's text, the audience will read it. And they use the shit out of that in this movie geniusly. I mean, already in her room, free Truman rallies and uh, pictures of him as a kid, like behind bars and stuff like that. It's just communicating so much without ever spending a single second going, hey, everyone, uh, there's rallies. You know, in the hands of maybe a less skilled filmmaker, they'd actually we, have we to have show scenes. the rallies. Yeah, we'd have scenes at the rallies. See, look at all. It's it's not even in focus, but you get Chris it. Chris Truman, who's next? Our children. Our children. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that that always. I I, I always go with that on political fucking. No, oh, think of the children. I'm like, won't someone well, please think yeah. of the children? This would have been. I guess you guys do live down in front sometimes. This would have been the most appropriate one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. Can, can we shut this Oops. down and and pretend it never happened yeah. and do that? How do you know we're not live? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, well, creepy. the creepy thing is, is that ever since we did the our first live show, we just kept the webcam up there, so it's always up Th- there. There's and a camera facing us right now, and it's the same one we use for the live commentaries. It's not on, that but we don't know, know that. Maybe for Matt sure. left it on when he when he moved to Florida. <sighs> Hi, Matt. Oh, <laughs> I love this guy when he gets all happy and he's like splashing. Yeah. Y- you know, um, Ed Harris is he like- lives in that tub. He does. Because we see him like a week later. He's still in the fucking tub. Wait, you guys look right now. It's Steve Jobs. Yeah. Like, and this is the way he handles things. You know, like, uh, your phone doesn't work when you hold it that way. Don't hold it yeah. that way. How did, Shut up, asshole. How did you make the dad come back? Amnesia. You yeah. know? However we felt like when it. it when Steve Jobs dies in about six months, uh, Ed Harris has to be in the movie. <laughs> I'm looking- I actually love Noah Wiley as Steve Jobs in uh, Pirates of Silicon Valley. I'm looking forward to the Steve Jobs biopic. I know he had Pirates of Silicon Valley, but I'm sure once he dies, we'll get a great one. Oh, a it'll be Steve awesome. Jobs biopic as opposed to Jobs Michael case. Bay presents. But then there's this moment where you're kind of like, well, there's something there. But yeah, then you see you the know? guy playing the music, and you're like, this yeah. is so contrived. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. 
But just it there. reminds me of that moment in the first season of Thirty Rock where Alec Baldwin is having this this introspective moment, and he's on he's on the soundstage after the day of shooting, and he goes over to a window. And he's like, "Lemon, you don't understand how it feels," and he's gazing somberly out the window, and she just goes, "You know, that's not a real window you're yeah. gazing out of." <laughs> DVD just did that little skippy thing mm-hmm. old DVDs used to do. Damn old DVDs. So okay, so th- this is this is kind of heavy, but is so he right, looking at us right now. This is the day after we'll just say like a big tragedy, sort of embarrassing situation for this guy's life. You know, there's always the morning after a huge event happens in anyone's life. Um, the other day, a couple blocks from here, a woman got murdered. And did did uh, you guys hear about this? Okay, no. a woman got murdered, lit on fire. Her husband came home while she was being lit on fire and chased the killer down the street. Didn't catch him. Um, so he's running around. They say he lives in this area. They suspect. Um, what Brian, does that where guy, were you the other night? What, what does that husband do the next day? Yeah. You uh-huh. know? Um, so Truman just went through this, like, his dad came back and he saw this crazy stuff and he got arrested and his wife pulled a knife on him. How do you, what do you do the next day? Yeah. It, 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 you just go on. What yeah. else? Well, you draw soap, but it's so cool because right now he's pretending. Yeah, he's fucking with them, basically. Yeah, he's he's so sure of, like, he's had so much evidence to go, there's something weird going on that I need to, you know, play myself. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he's <laughs> like, oh, he was talking to them. <laughs> now, now, when he gets out, shouldn't he um, be entitled to, like, 10% of all the ad sales of this entire show? Probably. Should well... He- he, uh, uh, it depends on what his contract was, I suppose. He probably doesn't have one. Yeah. Well, I guess it would depend on the contract his mother or uh-huh. his it's parents It's actually slavery. This is slavery. It is slavery. It's a form of slavery. By definition. <laughs> that dog's not an actor. Don't fuck with the dog. <laughs> is this dog even real? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why is one shorter than the other? Because of the angle of Fish the camera, eye. I think. I know, but... Yeah. No, no, nope. no, they are. Maybe they're they not twins. Because they're freaks! No, one must be wearing heels or something. But why would, why would you do that in the story? Why would he wear heels? No, I'm saying production-wise, they must have... Because they're identical actors, or identical twins. <laughs> That's a weird place to put a camera. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Where's the pencil shavings? It's like a Brian De Palma shot. Yeah. Or actually, it's a David Fincher shot. Yeah, it, earlier we were talking about what if like Michael Bay made this movie. It's very interesting. Um, Peter Weir, if he has a distinguished style, and I don't know him enough to to know if he does, but um, he, the director is completely invisible in this. It, like, imagine if like Kevin Smith made this movie. Yeah, just the dialogue in it and the music in it and stuff like that. There, there'd be for no reason like the wacky neighbor who makes dick jokes like to <laughs> edge off any soft shit that you might feel insecure about. Um, emotional scene and then like a guy farts and it's like oh kevin smith all right or like yeah with david fincher made this movie and how dark it would be or you definitely uh, i think i, I, I would mean, like the chris nolan truman show you need to <laughs> I, I mean it I, it definitely would require knowing more about peter weir but um as far as it goes yeah i can't see any similarity between this and master and commander to be honest yeah i can't well russell crowe what <laughs> Who scored Master Commander? Russell Crowe. Okay. <laughs> the lesser of two weevils. Yeah. That's all I remember about that movie. That and, 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 <laughs> Me too, actually. In, in a shot where and, and the, the kid ocean getting isn't his moving. leg chopped off or whatever it was. Yeah, arm. I, uh, remember, I remember that well, movie vividly. Yeah. 
Kid getting his head cut off or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> if they move the movie, if they made this movie as a comedy now, it would be a Judd Apatow thing, and Jim Carrey would be Steve Carell. Oh god! We had that true. that glowing map thing. By the, the way, that, we had that, that as a, when I was a kid, that moon is we totally not to scale the way it is. Yeah, I know it would be way, outside. way, 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 way smaller yeah. in the sky than it would if if it's this big. Yeah, or, or this window would be way larger. You know, Ed Harris as an actor seems, I would just assume to be one of those really picky dudes who will be in a movie like The Rock every now and then just to get some money but you look at his body of work especially lately and it it seems to be all passion projects who ed harris yeah yeah is that about right i'm not i'm not the ed harris encyclopedia yeah he just did a movie uh, a while ago now i guess but um a movie called uh touching home which is it's a really great story of how this movie got is made that the brothers i was supposed the to brother, the twin that. brothers I got, I got offered that trailer oh really <laughs> yeah um, the movie's okay, i hear the movies the, the yeah. story the movie's okay but the story of how they made it is pretty incredible because it's these Two twin brothers that wanted to make a movie about their dad, and they wanted Ed Harris to play their dad. They had no contacts. They didn't know anything about filmmaking. They just sat down and pounded out a script and, and really worked at it until it was good. And then through sheer force of will... Uh, Did they like find okay. him on the street or something like that? And they're like, hey, dude, be in our movie. No, they actually cornered him at a film festival. Ah. They, uh, they went to some film festival he was at and cornered him backstage and got past his, his little entourage or whatever it was and gave him the you know alleyway pitch. And made it work. Is he good in it? So, and I wonder if it's one of he's, those. He's very where... good, and he's he's essentially playing their dad, and they play themselves. And um, so he, it's one of those things where he. It's not a, obviously a character we know. It's not a famous person by any stretch of the imagination, but he's playing a real person. There's a book um, about the making if, of if, it. Yeah, if you're not in, you're in the way. I think it's is what it's called, uh, which details their whole process. This is. Yeah. So get Marlon over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is that real I love city. that he always comes over with beer, too. <laughs> like, he gets out desperate, but he's still got the six-pack, because that's his thing. they have no sports to watch. So yeah. what do they do? Hand jobs. Dudes don't talk to other dudes about stuff besides sports, right? They talked about their feelings a little bit after Kristoff fed him his lines. That's right. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> This is, yeah. That's kind of hmm. terrifying. He's still in the room. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this like is, that. This is scary, quite it, honestly. It, yeah, this uh, is very Fiji. creepy. Nice. We should uh, not watch the movie. We should talk about the movie. Yeah. It's engrossing. It's very engrossing. Yeah, they're, they're looking for Truman now, who escaped somehow, even though he's had... The camera's on him all day. To answer your earlier question, there's a map of the world. Or is there's, that just no, Fiji? No, just Fiji. The Fiji zone. Which he doesn't even see. Aha. Nice. Man up and vanish like a fart in the wind. <laughs> this is this is great television, what's about to happen here, actually. Just right in the camera. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting it for the first time in 30 years. He hit the doomsday button. Why cut transmission? That's Number that's captivating. Running. People who hate this show would start watching it. Yeah. Like if the Big Brother house caught on fire, I'd, <laughs> I'd like run to the computer and be like, what? That said, 10,000 and something days uh, running. So I wonder. 
You know, there's like, that's 30, about 30, 30 32, years. maybe 32. When it comes to this, since this stuff does exist now um, to a lesser degree, the only thing that I find captivating is there's a webcam. Point something. There's a webcam hmm. on baby owls on Ustream. You just watch baby owls. They sit there and their mom comes and feeds them sometimes. That sounds hot. <laughs> yeah. There's... What? <laughs> what? Okay, good. Uh, there it is. That's oh. freaky. There's the super shot CG water. My God. Do you guys? I guess no one agrees with me on my uh, my execution of an idea thing. This would be fucking. This is totally indiscreet. Yeah. This is at this point they've they're, given they're, up they're entirely. Up. Yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't have like a little sensor in him, a little RFID or something. Like <laughs> well, they probably didn't have the technology when the thing started. Yeah, like the dog finders. You the fucking you the guys with the. Night, night vision, vision goggles, yeah. That's hilarious. I love this dog. <laughs> That's just how Dalmatians fucking are. Really? Yes. Dalmatians why? are terrifying, terrible animals. Now, why are they the, the, the firemen dogs? Because they're pretty. Is that true? Are they actually no, the firemen dogs? Yeah. They are, and they're also pretty aggressive. They're not, uh, they're not great pets. They're fucking assholes. Yeah. Disney had it all wrong. No, they had it right because they're adorable. Very pretty Let's but then talk. if you pet them, they kill you and rape your children. I hate Dalmatians. Check the interior barrymore, but it's going to be roomy, so bring a couple guys. Oh, dear. That's terrible. She's a nice lady. <laughs> I actually had to do this. Uh, my brother got lost in Yosemite, and we had this search party like that for like eight hours for him. Really? Uh-huh. Was he moving around, or did he stay in the same place the whole time? He was moving around. He just walked into the forest by himself. He was like five. Um, oh, okay. I thought oh, wow. I was going to say your brother was being an ass. <laughs> no, he was a little kid who just right, right, wandered. Right. How far did he get? Like eight hours worth of walking. And he's the one who just found himself. He just like... Your brother is R2-D2. Yeah, exactly. He just went up to a park ranger, and he's like, uh, I don't know where my family is. And I think they were about to launch the helicopters, because that's nice. expensive to do that. Sure, yeah. It's oh, one shit. thing to get, like, everyone... In- oh, there's oh. the shot. There's yeah. the shot. I uh, I had a similar experience at a mall where I was five, and I got away from my mom, and they sent the entire mall after me. <laughs> if you haven't had a mall after you before, it's fucking terrifying. I don't know if you guys played the, the game Heavy Rain, but they have a moment where you're looking for your kid in a mall. That's, like, the point of the video game. It used to be saving the princess from, like, dinosaur creatures, and now you're actually finding your kid. Although that horror was never in the right castle. Yeah. It was always in the other one. <laughs> You know, even uh, she was she was a tease. Yeah, you don't even know. It really, it was it was for all you know, it was just racial tension. She just had you kill Bowser. (laughs) Like he never had anything to do with it. She was somewhere else. That was just that was a a coup of the government, is what that was. (laughs) Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. What's the explanation for them just standing there? That's their. Those are their first positions. Beginning of the day. Uh, Yeah. I remember being they're just kid. ready to go when he finally shows back. That's their marks. Yeah. Even though no actor ever stands frozen on their mark ever. They do in the Truman Show. I guess so. Because they're g- professionals. I guess they get paid enough to yeah, do Yeah, exactly. It. And he figures it out. Wait, watch him Walter. Just get, watch him just get pissed off and gas the entire place. Mm-hmm. Who, who else could play this part? Maybe Harrison Ford? No, no, no. I think he's the right cast for that. No, no. Very but who else? I think this yeah. movie is perfectly cast. All around, you know, I can't um, imagine like John Cusack as Truman Willem Dafoe, Burbank. maybe. Ah, Walken. Uh, if, if they didn't write Walken the character, they wrote Walken a role that he played. 
Sigourney Weaver. Just serious actors. Oh, as yeah. Kristoff. Look at you outside yeah. the box. Sigourney Weaver would be good. Yeah. And she'd be, there'd be the whole motherly thing, too, yeah. instead of the whole God thing. Wow, look, the water is even, like, evaporated out. God, <laughs> that guy must be cold. And wrinkled. Dude fell asleep in uh, my apartment hot tub, which is below my bedroom window the other night. Oh, was he cooked? I don't know. I wanted the, I wanted to get out there with like a robe and like start throwing vegetable like a cultist robe and holding like a strange black book and throw vegetables in there. <laughs> Sacrifice a lamb into the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Now, how are they doing this? This is before wireless internet. Are we coming up on the end here? Yeah. Th- so oh, up here, wow. close. That's fast. So, is this a this is a fast it's a short movie. movie. Wow. Now I I, I believe um, a long show. Peter Weir wanted Philip Glass to score this movie, but he couldn't for some reason. Uh, so he let him use uh, Poakakatsi, the score, and then um, at the end here, when it gets really, I think at the very end, when he's about to escape the dome, it's an original Philip Glass cue. So really there's like 1.3 composers on this, because a different composer did the music, which is also very good, like what we're hearing right now, but then it gets into this like heartbreaking Philip Glass music. We'll point it out when it comes up. It's crazy. Uh, there... <laughs> Messing it up again. <laughs> they, can't, they can't do fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, which is a good point. I mean, you would need an entire town worth of actors with all the appropriate special skills. And if you know actors, you know on their resumes they lie about their special skills. And yeah, they can't they, do. They, they could all ride horses. What's up with that? Wait, what's yeah. on your special skills resume? My guitar, for one, which I can't do shit. Right, shit. Okay, you're right. Yeah, That's funny. I didn't know that was a thing. Because he always oh, yeah. like scuba diving, fighting Allosaurus. This reminds me of SimCity 2000, when like the funnest part is after you build your city and it's Destroying not as awesome it. as you thought. You hit the plane crash button, the earthquake button, the UFO button. The fire button. button. Yeah. That's what I was saying of after like the oil spill and everything. I'm like, man, New Orleans is like someone's playing SimCity over there. <laughs> they better watch out for Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, it's fascinating when you get into the relationship between um, God and Truman, Ed Harris. Uh, you know, he they, they they go out of the way of the show like he cares about Truman, I think, as a person, not just a device for his, his art form, right? Um, or maybe it's all in the same. It's kind of the same uh, as far but as he's the, concerned. Yeah, and the fact that he's willing to put him in danger and basically kill him and traumatize him for, for his own selfishness, yeah. you know, for his own love, or... You know, or is for it, his art, quote, right? Quote. There's definitely there's definitely something to be said about it, it being a uh, a statement about uh, you know gods and religion as well, because most gods. It's are very kind much of the like story of Job. Too. Yeah, I also want to see in my fictional version of the Truman Show, fictional as in it doesn't actually exist, not as if it would be real. Uh, as part of that documentary, the response and the criticism. Of some popul some version of the some fraction of the population that would have thought this was fucked up, and you know spent more time with the guys that were trying to get in on it, and you spend some time interviewing a guy that got in, and then how did he get stopped on his way in, and what you know what all happened? So the movie's about everyone except Truman. And what exactly is the crime being committed? It's just trespassing. At the end of the yep. day, I mean, it's you know, there's a lot here. I, I, it may even be a book worth of stuff. It would be. I feel like, and I feel like while it's very compelling on an interesting introspective level to be the guy i think most of the interest comes from everything else oh yeah that, I would, guess be, that would be an this isn't an introspective this isn't an introspective movie what's well, interesting it, it's it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's it's emotion versus uh mythology 
right? It's like, yeah. so so this is focused very much on how does this guy feel and how is he going to grow and escape it, as just him. We only care about him, and then we sort of start to care about this guy in control of his circumstances. This might be exactly because of Moon, but I think Sam Rockwell would have destroyed this role. I think it would have been awesome. He'd, he'd dance. Perry. He'd start dancing, though. Like, any yeah. chance he got. <laughs> Sam Rockwell dances in every movie. He doesn't dance in Moon. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. does <laughs> and he? Iron yes, Man 2. And Charlie's Angels. And, I mean, it's cool. He's a good dancer. Galaxy Quest. He doesn't dance in Galaxy Quest. He probably does at some point. He freaks out. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he freaks out <laughs> with rhythm. <laughs> Somebody. I bet when Jim Carrey. Oh, was, when see, Jim Carrey was growing damn up, you. When he was growing up as a homeless, messed up kid living out of his parents' car, uh. I bet he acted like this. I bet you could see it. Like one of those kids with the sarcastic outburst. I like that he, Giamatti's like, I'm not going to do it. No. What's he telling him to do? Oh, he's he's telling him to, yeah, hit him with a wave to capsize him. And and Giamatti says no. He's had enough. You know, th- this is probably the most unpredictable. This is when the movie hits that point where, like, I have no idea what will happen. Cause right. This is a yeah. movie where they would kill him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It really is. It's strange because it's not really that much of a dark movie. But once they introduce Ed Harris, it's kind of like all bets are off because he's... Because he's the only one playing it straight. No. everyone no, in that no. r- Everyone's playing it straight. What are you talking about? He's the only one that's... He's the only one playing it as a, as a tragedy. As a serious movie. I think Giamatti. In well, no, Giamatti. Okay, 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 okay. But the, everyone this in portion, that room. This portion of the universe is the only part of the movie that thinks this is a serious thing. So everything else feels sort of aloof to me. Because everybody, it feels, with, it feels a little light and popcorny. Everybody within the situation is, yeah, has that certain perspective on it. That oh, it is a TV show. Well, no Maybe that's more what I'm tapping into when I say that I'm more interested in this stuff. Because this movie, it's it's not announcing itself as a comedy. It's just being kind of weird and kind of goofy. Uh, and I want it to be either introspective or just a, a Napatow picture. I think it is introspective. I think that's the whole point it's, of the movie. It's, it's, it's not particularly introspective. Yeah, it's going into this guy right here. It's it's he's he's lived this entire created life, and he's he's still it's it's like what we talked about. Well, it's got, you know he's he's living this entire created life, and yet he still rejects it because he knows on some fundamental level that it's not real. Yeah, but this isn't. And he wants he wants reality. He wants, he wants I, the truth. I understand all of that, but that's. Well, that's called introspection. Well, that's w- <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is there's you can have more than one sentence worth of introspection in a movie. We just watched Eternal Sunshine. I don't know when that commentary is going to come out, but that has 25 layers of introspection. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think spending time with Kristoff is introspection. That's, no, it's that's... not. It's not. I'm saying I want this to be different somehow because what this is doesn't work for me the way I thought it did. I either want it to be a really deeply introspective, slow and probably not very funny movie or a wacky, ridiculous comedy that doesn't really try that hard. Like, I feel like this has enough introspection to be a touching wacky comedy if it was wackier. Pick, pick, I don't think it's trying to be wacky. It's, it's not. That's be, my point. It's, it's, a, it's a drama. It just happens to be humorous occasionally because but this was before reality TV, and they were like, wouldn't this be crazy? That'd be nuts, right? People wouldn't watch well, this. Teague, pick uh, one director per each uh, you know, angle you're thinking of that you would like to see do it. If it was going to be an introspective movie? Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Kiss is about the end. This is the Philip Glass music, which gets cut off right here. I like this. I love bit. this moment. Where it just because you're into yeah. it. It, it yeah. pulls you into this like beautiful little poetic segment, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Okay, you... Inter- uh, off the top of my head, yeah. uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, like Wes Anderson's Truman Show. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh god, that would be insufferable. <laughs> James Cameron's Truman Show. 
No, maybe Darabont. Yeah, yeah, it's a good balance. I could actually sentimental see and introspective. Spielberg, Spielberg would handle this. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But there would be so many more daddy issues. Ah uh, ha ha! This is th- this is pretty deep right here. No, there's a lot of introspective moments, and they're and they're they're dealing with deep themes. But I mean, just but this movie doesn't make you just fucking think. If you want to be, it a, doesn't. Well, it makes it may, maybe not you, but it makes a lot of people think about you know. The, I mean, no, I like think about said, those things, but that's not enough to make me add the modifier "fucking" to the thing. Okay. It's just it's like, yeah, that would be fucked up. Like, look at this. Uh, like the the asshole art student in me wants to dissect this in fifty different. You could write an essay about right here him punching the sky, yeah, discovering yeah. the sky is not real, and punching it and crying. After almost dying from his phobia of water, like that's pretty. It's it's nifty. There's a lot going on in that. But it doesn't. It it could be as simple as like, well, he's at the end of the soundstage and it's about to go on for. I mean, this could be a fucking metaphor for like life and death or religion or you know, growing up. Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's what I'm saying. As a director, oh, that'd be. Wow. Right? Jesus Christ. It'd be... That's a paradigm shift. That's like, fuck yeah, that movie would be amazing. And this is just good. I love like, this movie. I, I, I like don't know. Movie. Uh, that movie would be interesting. Like, if this I was a... But this movie, it doesn't interest me terribly either. Like, if, if this movie is food, I'd see it as, like, a, a nice... This is a sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. Healthy, like, a sort of exotic... Like I said, I think this is a good movie, <laughs> and I like it, and the ideas are in this movie, so that it deserves the credit for the ideas. But if but, I, but I can imagine it, being a lot more enthralled with what they did. Aronofsky's would be like that poisonous blowfish sushi that might kill you if you if the wrong chef Fugu. cuts yeah. it wrong. Fugu. <laughs> you know? Or that steak that Why actually they let it rot there? for 21 days. Well, and then they give other it to people you. need to get out and in, that's one way to go about it. Yeah, I guess. It's certainly fortunate that it's so near to where he crashed, but... Or is this the Philip Glass track? I don't remember. I think there's two or three. So there's 1.4 composers, not 1.3. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, what happens immediately after this is he has a panic attack and gets hit by a car, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he tries, to, like, you know what? he tries to stop a here. car with his mind again, and it doesn't work. <laughs> and he dies. Although, if he got out there and tried to stop it with his mind and did, that would be the Matrix Reloaded. Well, now, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. If When you're a little kid, literally, you just overhear one thing and that could change your life. Yeah. Not yeah. even someone important. No, you I walk know, by I know, a stranger. I know, I know what you mean. So what if some guy was walking by and he's like, I want to go swimming later, right? And then all of a sudden, Truman wants to become like a marathon swimmer despite the phobias and he becomes that guy who overcomes all fears. Or like someone says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And then all of a sudden, he like wants to swim in the ocean. But then we wouldn't have this movie. You are real. Yeah. That's... But Harris like, is that's bringing not... it. That's great stuff. That's what made you so good to watch. That's, yeah. That's the... That's the fundamental piece of act... The truth behind acting. Be real and mm-hmm. that's it's, it. That's all you have to do. It's like he's almost looking at us. This is a great ending for a TV series. Yeah. Yeah. If this were the ending of Lost, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That well, it, actually, it kind of was, but not in not an in awesome, the way they wanted it to be. D- direct, simple way. This you understand everything that's going on. Yeah, but they both walk out a door. Yeah, he could. But it makes sense. But, here. but Truman could. <laughs> yeah. Truman could never go back. At, at, at we this have point, to go back. At this point, he could never go back to living in Skyhaven or whatever it's called, Sea Haven. Sea Haven. Um, see how his fingernails weren't cut. You know Ed Harris like mm-hmm. thought about that two years earlier when he was yeah. reading the script. He's like, my fingernails will be three weeks from needing to be cut. Because that's why he's awesome. 
if yeah, I mean it's it's got to be tough for Ed Harris too because he I'm sure he feels like Truman's father in a lot of ways, um, even though he tried to kill him just a little earlier. So Truman has three fathers: the fake father, then this father, and the, whoa, then holy! Truman, I'm just father. kidding. <laughs> you can get all. You can't even get religious. That's asshole. Oh, you could. Stretchy. You could easily get religious. Having on this three movie. fathers. Well, no, I mean the, the father fathers. situation. Oh, okay, but no, th- this is like yeah, this is the cleanest timeless metaphor for like all that shit yeah. like what is the meaning of life uh what's outside of planet earth what's what, what's, what's next? real what yeah well yeah i mean this is you can you can write an essay about this how this relates to you know truman rejecting myth the mythologies he's rejecting his god he's rejecting his whole reality as it's been constructed and he's he's seeking the truth you and know? he gets the girl. And he get uh, presumably, or she races out into the street and gets hit by a car. <laughs> or <laughs> at, the, at the very end, her husband walks in. What are you watching? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! What I, I never thought he'd actually get out. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I've carried such a torch. It's crazy. Yeah. Nice little bow. He's like, and scene. What's the first thing you do when you get like? Okay, if this world was all fake, what's the first thing you do in the new world? Like, get a cheeseburger. Yes, I was gonna say exactly that. <laughs> Are yeah. there even cheeseburgers in that world? I'm gonna whatever. You would have no idea. Have sex with Natasha McElhone because I want to. That's the, that's the fucking <laughs> ow! Stop! Stop it! That's the, the ridiculous, you Gen- know, genital mutilation guy flightiness of of audiences too, as 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 becomes the gag in in a second here. They've been watching him for thirty years, and now they're all like, "Yeah," well, and then the the final gag is, "Oh, what else is on?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nothing. Like I forgot about that. <laughs> I, well, that was me and Lost because oh, you see the green screen on the TV. They didn't um, go oh, they didn't key it out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, was the, it? Was we, I, I was one of those dudes obsessed with Lost, and then once it ended, like I don't even think about it anymore. But for six years, it dominated all of my conversations. Yeah. Oh, we had Lost such friends. a good font earlier. I was the oh, same way with uh, with Battlestar. I was all about Battlestar, and then it ended, and it's like, ah, eh, all right, really. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't the Truman Show. Yeah. I remember liking this movie more than I did once I started watching it. I don't know exactly why I have that reaction to it, but yeah. I think it's a good movie. I enjoy it. I think it's cool, but I do feel like it's. Well, it's in part it, because you're not really watching it this time. That's part of that's part of it, but that's not affecting your experience. What? So I don't know exactly what's going on. It's fascinating because I don't feel like this this was the most insightful down in front you guys have ever done. And what what can you really do? It's not like there's incredible trivia about this movie or super deep philosophies to get into. Everything's pretty. It's on pretty the surface. superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. Yep. Brian Truman Show. Yeah, uh, I still love it. Um... Maybe it's not quite as polished as I remember it being, um, and maybe I'm just thinking of in terms of mat lines and and whatnot in the CG. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Somebody somebody else say something smart. How about Dorkman? Eh, I I like the movie. I I did when it came out. I think it still holds up, especially with the uh, in in the retrospect of now having reality TV and being like, wow, it's actually not that much, not that far removed. From what we thought was, you know, absurd when this came out to an extent, um, I think uh, I, I think it holds up fine. And like you said, it's it's not something that that has a lot of layers. Although, I mean, if we wanted to, we could have dug into, like I was saying, uh, um, religious metaphors and and stuff like that. Um, but uh, 
overall, I just think it's a, a really solid movie and a really interesting um, exploration about someone trying to find out, trying to seek the, the highest truth, even when everyone is trying to keep it from him. Yeah. Well summarized. Steve? Uh, I still like it. I think I always like this movie. Um, I think the, the elements that are strong and make you feel are timeless. Um, like what Dorkman was saying, uh, it, and the emotional part of it, which is all you really need, is so simple and strong. It's a very simple movie, too. So I, uh, I still like it. I've seen this movie like 12 times. I'd probably watch it once a year. I always rem- I, I always ha- it always has struck me that this movie seems short. It I feel like yeah, it could yeah. it could go on a little longer. One but, hour and uh, thirty minutes, it seems. But it's it's oddly structured at the same time, so it's yeah, probably it just the right length. And anyway. you go through all the fun stuff. You go through the typical like light romantic comedy in the first act, and then the second act they tear the world apart, and you just get to have playtime with the juxtaposition. It's almost like the fish out of water, or the water out of the fish. <laughs> however, you do that, and then and then the third act, you're like, ooh, what's gonna happen? God revealed himself. And, it's. I think it's solid. I. I mean, this is like a nine out of ten, ten out of ten movie in, in my brain still. Right on. Cool. And this has been Down in Front. You can always find my episodes at downinfront.net. Go to the forum, register, involve yourself in the conversation that is already happening without you. Get there as soon as possible. Uh, go to the store. You can buy this movie from us and get, uh, well, give us a dollar, which you won't appreciate, but we sure will. Buy a t-shirt. Find us on Twitter. Find us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. I say that right? I don't know. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Finifter. Mike Scott. Stephen Reedy. Reed? Reedy? Reedy. I was chewing gum at the same time. Uh, caught me uh, off guard. My bad. And walking. And, and this has so. been <laughs> down in front. Patting his stomach and <laughs> rubbing his head. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. Trendsinyourhead.com.